Hello and welcome to the annual Lapsed Gamer Radio top five games that we played that didn't necessarily come out this year but might have come out this year, Extravaganza 2021. Every year um, I swear you say you need to come up with a better name and <laughs> you never come up with a better name. <laughs> or better way no. of describing it. <laughs> Let's put that I did think about extending well. it like... Top five games that we played this year that didn't necessarily come out this year. Colon. Most of them did come out this year, but some of them didn't come out this year. Extravaganza 2021. Hey, <laughs> how's that? Every it's year I'll just add a bit more. That's it. Yeah, just keeps even longer and more unwieldy. Yeah. Semicolon. Also honorable mentions and worst games. Yeah. Extravaganza 2021. Most disappointing. Celebration. <laughs> Celebration. Yeah. Sometimes the most disappointing game is. Mostly always Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, <laughs> the heretic speaks. Oh, look at this. Sword's drawn already. It's all right. I edit this one so I can put whatever, I can put whatever words into Nick's mouth that, uh, that I want. I can change everything around so that he's, uh, he's saying how much he... I'll just take uh, uh, the bit from later on in the year where you say, like, my favourite game of the year is, and then just edit in where you said Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut it there that'll be the end of the episode Thanks. Um, <laughs> um yeah it's been a funny old year strange year. um a slightly uh less shitty than 2020 but still pretty shitty uh still lots and lots of social distancing and lockdowns and not being able to socialize but we did get to socialize a little bit um, some of us met in person for the first time. I've now yep. met all of you Me. in person. Yeah. I've met Chelsea nice. a couple of times. Say. And now I've met Andy and I've met uh, Nick. Poor man. Um, yeah, I should say. I'm joined <laughs> by Chelsea <laughs> and Andy Hello. and Nick. Uh, in true Laps Gamer end of the year extravaganza tradition, Adam is not here um, because something came up at the last minute and he's also like several hours behind us so he's still technically the work day yeah, he's fighting his way out of a snow uh, drift uh, of a polar bear yeah also it's yeah it's still like the work day there even if we start recording at nine o'clock it's still like four o'clock in yeah, toronto he's five hours behind <laughs> isn't he so if yeah. we started at half ten it'd be half five for him yeah. yeah, and we can't start that late usually because the episode's gone so long and it's it's a school night. We like talking. Um, but we will be uh, inserting little segments of Adam from the future throughout this episode so you get to hear his top five as well. Um, Thanks, Scott. Which I shall seamlessly stitch together with my expert <laughs> editing skills. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a funny old year. Um, I played... A lot more games than um, I thought I had when I came to first think about putting this list together. At first, I was like, well, I can remember like three that I really <laughs> liked. And then I started to think about it and write them down. And there's loads, mm. actually. A lot that I dabbled in, um, but a lot that I really sunk my teeth into. And actually getting it down to, and I know this is not the case for all of you, but mm. getting my list down to 10 was really difficult. And I've had to leave some big titles out that may come up may or may not come up in my honorable mentions i noticed um, i know i noticed one that's not in the top five that i thought would be in your top five what what, what game is that Forza. spoilers 
It's awesome. It may be in my top ten. It, it, you I, know, I'm it guessing it will be because it's not in your honourable maybe, mentions. Maybe it is. And maybe it's not I the completely worst forgot about it until you just mentioned it. <laughs> that is entirely possible this year. Yeah, there's been a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, I need to quickly look at my. <laughs> My, Plunging my five, us into my chaos. five honorable right. mentions at the bottom half of my top ten. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been tough because I played I played a lot of really interesting games, um, uh, and not to like uh, start praising one particular company because I hate um, sounding like I console warish nonsense or whatever or supporting one particular company mm. but um most of the reason why i've been able to play so many games this year is game pass because there's been a hell of a lot of really interesting games that have crucially been very short yeah um which is fantastic um and at time of recording there's literally another one just gone up on game pass today they really want to play that um like oh no well there's that but there's the one like. by uh, the one by the um, uh, oh shit um, steampunk ro- robot games Steamworld oh, yeah the Steamworld oh. developers oh, made yeah. a gunk, gunk something yeah 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 or the gunk or whatever okay. it's called yeah. um, that looks really cool and it's only four hours long and lakes only that. about that like five or something hours long like and every Steamworld game that's ever existed. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed, thoroughly yep. enjoyed. Like Quest yep. is great, like Quest. even that's probably one of the yeah. worst of the. But yeah, mm. the two SteamWorld Dig games are incredible. The, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, not to start talking about games that we haven't even played yet. <laughs> before we get into the games that we games have played, I just want to say that um, yeah, before we get into the games of 2021, I just want to say that again, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to chat to you guys on a daily basis yeah, yeah. to nerd out about video games yeah. and films and the Beatles and um, <laughs> and uh, it's been a pleasure to play video games with you it's been a pleasure to sit through dog shit movies and then talk about them with you um, thanks very much for those Andy um, always welcome even when he picks ones and then doesn't even bother showing up for the recording that's <laughs> not my choice uh, you t- that was to be honest, that was the least shitty one that you've made us watch yet yeah. um and it was your choice. You picked it. Did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was yours. Um, but yeah, uh, I yeah thoroughly enjoyed no, the spending great. time both yeah, digitally and in person with you, gentlemen, this year. Uh, and long may it continue. But anyway, before I start getting all sappy, um, should we get into our uh, into our lists? Yeah, let's do it. go on. Sure, should we do it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, right. So. In alphabetical order, well, no, not in alphabetical order because Adam's not here. Um, in no particular order, <laughs> Nick, what was your number five game that you played in 2021 that didn't necessarily come out in 2021? But this my number did. five game that I played first in 2021 that wasn't necessarily released in 2021 that could be an older game was actually released in 2021. And that game was... Extravaganza 2021. (laughs) And has the number 2021 in the title. And that game was my second most played game of 2021, which is Formula One 2021, which is... (laughs) And the record, the Guinness World World Record record for 2021. (laughs) Guinness World Record for the most uses of the word 2021. In a sentence. (laughs) In a sentence, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's Formula One. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think this was inevitable. It was going to come up at some point. Um, I'm kind of a bit different to you in that I've not played as many games as, as you. Uh, my top 10 is very much the 10 games I played in 2021, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. But Formula One, um, it came out and it was pretty inevitable. It was going to be somewhere or thereabouts in, in the top. It's obviously, like I said, it's my second most played game behind Destiny, so that's no mean feat, really, in, in Nick world. Um, and obviously, the fact that you know we literally play it twice a week for four hours a week at least is yeah a good way of that. And to be honest, I when I first started building my list of the top five, I thought I don't know if I'm going to put F1 in here because. F1 2020 was in there last year because, you know, we we played it with uh, the Codet Momentum Boys. Codet Momentum? Codet Moments Boys. Codet Moments Boys, yeah. we had, you know, the league and stuff like that, and we we played it every Sunday, and that that was great fun. Um, But F1 2021 came out, and obviously we've been playing it a lot because we like F1, we like racing, we like, Mm. you know, playing with each other. Oh, that sounded weird, didn't it? We like racing with each other. (laughs) Um, We do it every week. It's just become, you know, what we do. And we all really enjoy that, you know, few hours getting together and just chatting shit while driving around great racetracks in amazing gravity-defying cars. Uh, Mostly great racetracks. Mostly Mostly. great racetracks, yeah. Uh, But having said that, uh, that comes with some caveats of... There are only two things F1 2021 really added to the game, uh, and that is it added some semblance of a career story mode with Breaking yeah. Point, which mm-hmm. wasn't great. It was pretty much just do these arbitrary objectives to sort of make the story go along. Um, the story was fine. It was okay. It felt very much... I've seen Adam play through FIFA The Journey, it felt very much like season one of that, which was we're going to take this sport game we have and try and make mm-hmm. a story out of it. Some things yeah. worked, some things didn't. The, the objectives are very arbitrary. Whether you achieve them or not doesn't really matter to the story. It just matters to your progression in the story. Um, you know, it it needs more fleshing out, it needs more thinking about how can they actually build a decent story around it and maybe not have objectives even, maybe just take the career mode that is there and is great and attach some sort of narrative branching dialogue for how you're doing currently and how that last race went, stuff like that. A bit Hades-y, I guess. Yeah, you just um, went, race went good, you go this way, race went bad, you go that way. Exactly, yeah, and have rivalries like you have in the career mode and things like that. I feel they could have branched that out a lot better with some cutscenes and cool stuff with that than instead taking the blueprint of what they've done with FIFA and um, NFL. Yeah. Madden, sorry, Madden, uh, and gone down that route, which is kind of the EA thing, which I guess, you know, EA owns it now, and they've gone down that route, which is okay, but I think they had a lot better groundwork that they could have used and they didn't and ignored. Uh, it feels kind of like they... <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've not played the journey in the Madden game, but it feels to me like they've just tried to make 
a story drama based on a framework they already had rather than try and make that work with the sport it feels like they've not really understood the sport properly to to go the through one and do in that. um the I, I only one. played part two of it but the one in in the madden games is uh was actually pretty good it had a real friday night lights feel about mm. it mm. um mm. but that's good because you've got like an existing like well-respected sports drama to sort of build a base from and to steal ideas from yeah no one's made a good a really good modern football drama so the journeys are like got nothing to pull from and that's a bit silly yeah. and yeah the f1 one is like there's moments of drama but what there's a disconnect between what happens in the cutscenes and what you what what's actually happening on track and yeah. the objectives are a little bit thin um and some of the some of the story beats and particular the way some of the characters like casper the older character behaves doesn't make any sense no. um I, but, know, I know this would take them a lot more time and stuff but for example i remember the resources the, and because resource. they don't have a very big team at no. all. yeah and this is the thing um, is this is something great that ea can pick up and run with right but it, in but theory it's something great that to... ea can monetize exactly yeah right. I mean, I know they've not got a massive team and this would take a lot more work and time and effort, but for example, I remember the first um, objective, I suppose, is when you're in F2 cars and you've got to uh, complete... You've got to basically finish in a certain position. You've got three laps to make it happen. You've got to finish in a certain position for the story to tick over. And if you don't do that, then you have to try again and again and again. Whereas I personally think it'd be a lot more interesting to see what happens if you don't actually make that position. What happens mm. if you finish yeah. fifth and the narrative that happens after that. And you get picked then, up by a slightly different team and we all they have yeah. to do is just change, change deliveries and, you know, exactly. do the Presumably same story, what they a different team, right? Presumably what they would have done is what they did in, in like FIFA and, and Madden's The Journey, which is like, if you don't complete the objective that the game wanted you to complete, it doesn't matter, the story will push on in exactly the same direction it was going to anyway. Yeah. What yeah, actually so. happens is it says you failed your objective, try again. That's I, the thing, is there's I lots of failure points. I, yeah. I purposely started an, a, a new one to try and fail, and that's what it did, which isn't. it doesn't feel like the sport to me. Um, well, it's not even that. It's just no. not very. It's not great game design to have just hard stop failure points. That if you're, you don't have that skill level, that's it. You can't see the next mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's like early two thousands game design, right? Yeah. Yeah. That used to happen yeah, all the time. Gaming. Which is very much. I mean, this is EA bought F one last year, Codemasters, and subsequently F one last year. This is pretty much the first thing they've done in the game, and I don't think they had a lot of time to implement it. So I think that's fair enough for the first iteration but you certainly wouldn't buy the game based on breaking point uh the second thing they added was two-player career modes which is what yeah. uh me and mark have taken advantage of we are we drive for alpine every sunday and wednesday pretty much and we have a blast and we're doing far better than alpine ever should do we are one two pretty much every every race and we enjoy it and the developments and stuff that every, it's effectively everything that happens in the career mode you can do with another person which is a cracking really mode. really enjoyable yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah like I say um, I don't think this is a massively better game than F1 2020 
in some regards, mainly the curbs, it's a worse game. Um, and the stuff that they took out. Because they added in co-op campaign and they added in the story mode, but then they removed... The classic certain, tracks. They removed some tracks and Ooh. they removed classic cars. Yeah. And classic <laughs> F1 cars, which we used to enjoy. We played the, in the Kodak League last year. Sometimes, you know, we'd finish a race and we're like, let's have a five-lapper in... You know, uh, Formula One cars from the nineties, yeah, in yeah. Michael Schumacher's Ferrari and stuff like that, which yeah. is really good versus, fun. Even the red, the old, even the Red Bull from, the from you know Vettel's Red Bull and and stuff like that. It's it's good fun to yep. see how the cars have changed and developed, and you get the wine and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. uh, they've took all of that out. So in some regards, it's not a better game. In some regards, it's a worse game. In some regards, a mix of the two would be really nice and and probably a nearly perfect game. But for me, uh, it's the fifth best game I've played, and mm. that says a lot more, I think, about the people that I've enjoyed playing it with than the actual Aww. game itself. Aww. I've got to say, uh, I've, I've, I, I'm denied about putting it on my list. In the end, it didn't even make my top ten. I put it on my honourable mentions because it is just an iteration of a game that made it onto my top ten last year. Yeah. Yep. But it is more than an iteration. It's not like with... Uh, well, I'm gonna say it's not like with FIFA, but they they make a few changes as well to the way the engine works and stuff. It's a lot. It's a much more. It's a much harder game than it was last year. Um, it's much more simmy than it was last year. Some elements of it have gone a bit far, like we said about the curbs on some of the classic tracks being deadly, deadly. which they're not yeah. in real life. But the actual physics seems a lot. It's been a lot harder to drive under certain conditions when the tires hit a cliff, when it's raining. Etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Etc. Et uh, driving, you know, in in the dirty ever car in front, um, it's been a lot more pronounced than it was in uh, F1 2020. So it feels mm-hmm. like a more realistic game uh, for that. Yeah, uh, and in... the, the racing's been thoroughly fantastic. I've loved it. I've loved yeah. uh, our little sessions. I'd agree. Yeah, it's all good. It's been fun. Been a lot of fun. Like I say, like just sitting there with you boys. I mean, I've not got it on my list or anywhere near my list only because I physically haven't really played it because I've actually been enjoying more sitting with you guys while you're doing a co-op career and sort of you know being Jeff on the sidelines but <laughs> you know it's but even that making my own little game out of it and just you know just watching you guys race and enjoying the motor racing for what it is it's, it's thoroughly enjoyable just as a spectator sport if nothing else you know so kind of a yeah. testament to how well that game plays but you know we've had some un- unbelievably like exciting moments in a, in a lot of races i mean france was just like ridiculous mm, um, yeah. like the amount of incident and stuff that that went on in just one like sort of weekend in inverted yeah france france is the one you did the video for isn't it yeah that's it and yeah. that was mm-hmm. i remember the race just because like when you're getting battlefield quite, moments my race like was quite that hectic, game, hectic. Like, and yeah. then you edited the video sort of in, in the week and a few days later you, you'd got it uploaded and I watched it and I, and I think the, vi- the video was a highlight and it was 30 minutes long or something. I was like, yeah. cool, was it really 30, 30 minutes of highlights? You know, a lot I'm of sure shit he, happened he in have, that race. He could have <laughs> cut something out of that and I watched it and genuinely, I don't know what you would have cut. Everything was, there was something happening every other lap. It was an absolutely incredible race and it's the moments and the stories like that that happen that make you enjoy the game I guess and yeah and, you know it's yeah it's, when you're it's thoroughly role playing it as well yeah, yeah it makes it even more exactly right? yeah so yeah. yeah I've thoroughly enjoyed 
every single moment, especially with you guys. Like like you say, it's been a it's that's been the thing that's been getting me through this year is like like just being able to jump on with you guys, not to get sappy as well, but like to jump on with you guys and just like know I've got that sort of wonderful chat room experience. But to be able to watch some like amazing racing and just have a good laugh and a good giggle at the same time, you mm. know, like you say, and be able to kind of semi like you know, role play a, a pit mechanic and do all the sort of pit windows and and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just been a, a like the whole thing has just been been wonderful and really has like kind of kept me sane for the yeah. best part of this year. So that, yeah. it's one thing that I would Love like it. to see them a racing game expand on is maybe if the role of the pit engineer so i mean i know we can technically probably get our data to you at s- somehow in there a is, weird yeah. hack- hacky but there's definitely way, a way of um, like, there, there should be a way of you like jumping racing, in and right? seeing exactly yeah you, the, 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 it'd be nice if they would build that out into a nice package of you know you've been able to see all the time ta- all the times and saying oh you're going a bit slower now and you should probably pit and stuff mm. like that you effectively yeah. taking over the role of jeff that'd be a really cool USP kind of like the old, um, nowhere else does kind of like really the old commander mode in Battlefield, Battlefield. Where, like yeah exactly one person was like yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be, be like every, be sweet, it doesn't have to be full on but it just you know just enough to kind of give me a yeah that'd be incredible but you know I don't sky. see that happening though, no I can't see it happening because it's a very they don't have niche experience yeah that's it right yeah <laughs> but yeah but but I don't know, just we'll doing see. it ourselves that's... and in the way we've hooked it up like you know it's 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 been so much fun for me to do so you know yeah. i can i can see why Agreed. you've had such a good time you two have had such a good time with it mm. it's been brilliant there you go nice nice um all right let's move on to uh something a little less current uh andy Hello. what was your number five game that you played oh, well, in 2021 quite it's not from 2021 at all. No. Um, it's a remastered version of a 36-year-old it's game. From, uh, it's from 1921. <laughs> it's 1985. Poop and a stick. <laughs> Back in the day. It's The Bard's Tale, Volume 1, Tales of the Unknown. Um, so this was... My intention was to play through all the Bard's Tales. I managed to get through one of them. I will play through the started two. So you failed then? Well... They are big games, even though it's like an old game. It's like 20 odd hours or something. It's massive. Especially for me when I've got a yeah. lack of time. But um, yeah. play through yeah. this through Game Pass. And at the moment, I don't have Game Pass, so I need to resub on that before I start hmm. re continue with Volume 2 and Volume 3, and then 4 and 5. Um, anyway, this is just. It's. Role playing game, you play the role of a bard, you put together a party, and it's basic role playing from the 80s. It's back when um, they all started, all these modes started coming in. So, for example, turn based, it's a bit first person. Um, this is when you used to draw your maps by hand. Um, luckily enough, I didn't have to do that, I managed to search through, throughout the internet. It's hard. Um, and the remastered version just tinkers with it a bit that you can save anywhere it improves certain life choices in terms of modern gaming Um, storyline go kill the bad guy that's it you know go to this town kill the bad guy plain and simple but 
there was something quite enjoyable about spending like switching on at 11 o'clock at night and just wandering around this dungeon and the town um, doing not having to think too much in terms of all the menus and the characters too much um, there was we were leveling up but it was quite simple um, and I just really enjoyed it as an experience um, so I've never played the Bar's Tale I've always heard about them were meant to be especially the first three I uh, considered um, legends of the gaming industry especially the role playing industry um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it um, and especially the remastered one I don't think I would I did have a quick go on the old version and that wasn't much fun but the remastered ones with the um, help of a life um, changes it was really good so yeah number five The Bard's Tale volume one mm. I know playing in these games I've only ever looked at like screenshots and I've mm. been tempted to pick them up a few times while I've been on Game Pass it remind me of uh, I had a, a game on PC back when I was a kid called Legends of Valor it was another yeah. one of those like first person where you literally had like a forward backwards left and right yeah, button on the, on the HUD that you clicked on to move yeah. in a particular direction <laughs> and it was like it was very very dated and very clunky but man when I was a kid that game was my world I loved it yeah um, it was one of the first games I ever played that had the old DRM thing of like do you remember you had like the code wheel yeah to <laughs> enter yeah. in your yeah, yeah. um your access code or whatever for it and it was printed as like black on black so you couldn't photocopy it um, and pirate it uh, man yeah, these games maybe I need to download those and like give yeah. them a crack because maybe it will like tickle my nostalgia well, um, there was a big nostalgia feel I mean they are on Game Pass and mm-hmm. the remastered ones because I think we kickstarted it initially yeah these ones and yeah, yeah. Um, Microsoft owns is it in Exile or Exile who did the remasters? So they'll be on right. Games Pass forever, I reckon. Um, the original ones were Interplay, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, in Exile did... I think they did 4 and 5. I think they did 5 mm-hmm. in particular. Oh. And I think they managed to get the license for 1, 2 and 3 and then remastered it as a part of a Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, on Game Pass, so we'll be there literally until Game Pass ends. And worth, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say everyone should play it, but if you remember that time period, if you're a bit of a nostalgia hit, they are fun. You know, I'm not saying yeah. they're in depth and stuff, especially the first one. The second one's got a bit more of a deeper story um, mm. and a bit more of a you go into various different cities. So that's better. So you can see the progression. But you know, it takes you back to the first days of role playing on the um, computers. Yeah, nice. I have to give that a try. Nice. Um. All right, Chazzy. Hello. What was uh, what was the number five game that you played this year? So, you'll notice a theme running through my top five, but uh, and this is the start of that theme. It is Back for Blood. Um. I adore... The theme is, every game is about bodily fluids. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll work it out in a minute. 
once you see once you see the full title five, it will make sense. But back, yeah, back for blood. Um, I adore Left 4 Dead. Is this I'm, right? I'm, Your number one game of this year is a game just called Come. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually off of Itchio. It's uh, just a little, you know, you play as a sperm. Yada, 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 egg. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway. trouble from a sock. That's it, right? Oh. <laughs> oh. Who'd have thought it was Andy that would bring the tone down? Andy. Wow. Been nice, a weird year. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a lot of tone yet again, Andy. Unbelievable, Ted. <laughs> so, yeah, Back for Blood. Um, multiplayer, been playing this obviously in co op with uh, Mark and Nick. It has been fantastic fun and. Like massive fan of Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, have always wanted a new, more modern take on that. And Back for Blood is exactly what I wanted. Mm. Um, and that is no bad thing. A lot, a, lot, a lot of reviews of this were like, "Oh well, it's just Left 4 Dead, like uh, boring, boring, boring." Seen it all before. Whereas I was like, "Do you know what? That's exactly what I want. I want to just play a really nice, resed up, retextured, proper version of this with some new characters." And new scenarios, and I just want to have uh, an absolute blast with my mates. And this is what this game gave me. I mean, <laughs> when, when we, what was the moment when we burst into a bar and set off the jukebox? Yeah, um, when it played Ace of Spades. And it mm. plays Ace of Spades, and we are having a massive gunfight while Lemmy is doing his thing. And for that, whatever it was, three minutes of that song. That game was the greatest game that was ever made, as far as I was concerned. It just yep. felt incredible. And there's moments like that all the way through this game, or what we played anyway. You get overwhelmed. Um, there, there are times when you think you're going to get you know, jumped on, and you don't. And you know, you're covering each other's back. And it is just like, like you say, all those experiences that you remember from ages ago for Left 4 Dead, slightly more ramped up with an added kind of like card system to give you perks. And you know, you can buy extra stuff in the in the safe rooms and you know you there, there's a little bit of t- a tiny little bit of sort of strategy to do with your builds as you pr- make your way and progress through the game and like i said there's just just enough in there to make it feel really modern and new but also it just keeps that formula so well from the thing that i loved previously and you know mm. just going around shooting zombies with your friends is just incredible so i i cannot recommend it highly enough as a really good co-op uh, like this is starting the trend as well of that whole you know there's a lot of four player co-op sh- shooters with zombies uh, what's the one with the vampires that's coming out soon oh the um, arcane one yeah, yeah the arcane one like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that dude. off the back of this I'm now look- really looking yeah. forward to that I'm really um, looking forward um, to the an- Anacrusis which is out on the 13th of January yeah, I can't yeah, wait to that get That looks really that. good. So there's there's a bunch of these that are coming out and, and I am so in for them. So yeah, I'm really glad that this is like kind of started off the trend of uh good co op shooters again. It I does seem like them. it does seem like a genre that is uh coming back with a vengeance in the next yeah. few months. Um uh, Redfall was the vampire. Redfall, Redfall. that's the one. Yeah. That looks if that is anywhere near as good as Back for Blood, I'm in for that in a big way. Like GTFO is another good one as well, which I would love to play with you guys. But um, it's on, you know, it's on a PC and it's a bit of a bit of a hard sell because that's that's basically 
Back for Blood, but like super duper hard mode by the looks of it. <laughs> There's also yeah. the um, Rainbow Six Siege Extraction. mod that they're turning no. into a full price game. Yeah. Is it Extraction? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no. Well up for that. That is my kind of game. So, um, yeah, Back for Blood, a really, really good uh, one of those. And yeah, yep. I had a blast yeah. playing it. Uh, I think that card system probably comes into its own uh, in terms of strategy a little bit more on some of the harder difficulties because mm. yeah. um, it seems from what I've read that there's a lot of like uh, like the uh, we've talked about it before but there's like the director like there was in um, Left 4 Dead but instead of just like you know throwing out particular enemies. A, you know, uh, particular points to like change up the way that your playthrough level is every single time. The director also like picks cards, um, so that to change the um, the, the conditions of the run through the level. Yeah. Uh, and then on the harder difficulties, there is more of an aspect of counter picking. So picking cards to nullify or to adapt to the cards that the director has pulled at the beginning of the round as well. Right, okay. uh, and I can hear Andy's ears picking up because I, I mentioned the word cards repeatedly. Um, <laughs> and he, you know, he loves deck building. There's deck building in this game, Andy. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? It's like Hand of Fate with zombies. Yeah. It's, Ooh, it's not that at all. It's, it's not that at all. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to mislead you. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really really solid game. Um, yeah, and at the beginning of what seems to be in like a new Deluge. explosion in this particular franchise, there was another one that came out this year that nobody talked about really, which was the Aliens Fire Team. Oh, fire Team, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Game yeah. Pass, yeah. The three player. We should give that um, a go. Yeah, we probably should, but also uh, apparently it's not very good. And also, <laughs> uh, if it's on Game Pass, then sure, I'm not paying money for it. Um, yeah, but hmm. it, the, with Anacrusis and the um, Redfall coming up, and I'm sure there'll be others as well. It seems like this this is the new battle royale genre. Nice. Suddenly, they'll be cramming this sort of mode into Call of Duty and Battlefield <laughs> and everything else. Zombies will be taking you know it. Oh yeah, I guess COD Zombies has been a thing for a while. Mm. But um, I said I've enjoyed playing Back for Bud hell of a lot more than I've ever enjoyed playing COD Zombies. Yep, same. Yeah. Yeah. Even like back in the day when COD Zombies was new and exciting, it yeah never like felt great. Uh, it was an it was a novelty. Was, the yeah. wore off very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas Back for Blood, you know, it, it it's taken Left for Dead and running with it, and yeah, it's yep. like you say, it's the really enjoyable. It's in my honourable mentions. Yeah, um, yeah, and mine. So yeah, um, really yeah. enjoyed that. Yes. Quality game. Um, yeah, not bad. Uh, all right, Mark. I'll do mine. I'll do my number five. Mark, here, what have Mark, you been playing? What is what is your number five game five. that you played in twenty twenty one? I'll do mine, and then we'll jump into the future to hear what Adams is. Um, my number five game of twenty twenty one is a game from two thousand and thirteen. I think it's when it came out originally. Sounds Let me right. quickly. July two thousand and thirteen. Yes. Um, the fifth best game that I played this year is Pikmin 3 on the Wii U. Wow. Um, so I got a Wii U back in 2016, 2017, something like that. <laughs> I picked one up um, fairly late on in its life. 
uh, its tragically short life cut short by all of you fuckers who didn't buy one. You didn't understand what a beautiful console the Wii U was. So Nintendo had no choice but to cut their losses. And you made Reggie cry. Every single one of you made Reggie cry. But you died so the Switch could live. Yeah, I know. But the Wii U was a beautiful, wonderful console. And I love it. I still love it. I love that controller. I love all the quirky nonsense. I love how when you plug in an external hard drive, you have to use a splitter cable because it needs to go into two USB ports in order to be able to read and power that hard drive. Um, (laughs) uh, I love that, like, certain, like, screenshots... Uh, saved to the SD card that you can slot in the front, but nothing else can be saved to the SD card that you slot in the front. No, which um, is for reasons of piracy. But the Wii U what, was the... Yeah, that's I busted my Wii U out this year because like, my son's five going on six, and yeah. I thought, what is the best console that I can have him play with games that are kind of around his age level and, you know... Wii U, set him hands down. Yeah, and it's the Wii U. Wii U. U. Yeah, and you can also on. play all of the old Wii games on it. You can plug your the sensor bar in the back. Um, the the Wii motes will connect to it. You can you stick all your Wii games in it. You can. Yeah. You don't even need to keep your Wii anymore. It's two oh, consoles it's so- in one. It's amazing. But yes. yeah, I picked it up fairly late on in the lifespan, and went about like getting hold of all of like the critically acclaimed games for it. So Monster Hunter Tri, um, Splatoon, Mario Kart Eight. Uh, Mario 3D World, uh, all of these games, plus some of like the quirkier JRPGs like Xenoblade Chronicles Cross and um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions and stuff like that. Uh, the right remake there. of um, Tokyo Mirage uh, Sessions issue. It's good. Um, the remake of uh, Zelda Twilight Princess and stuff like that. Load of them, and I played a bunch of them. Um, and one of them that I bought, and then for some reason just never got round to playing, was Pikmin Three. And it sat there on the hard drive, uh, and I never touched it, uh, and I'd never played a Pikmin game before. Um, I had played as Olimar quite a lot in Smash Brothers, but I'd never actually played a Pikmin game. I knew kind of what it was, um, but hadn't touched one. So then, I don't know, a couple of months ago, when I cracked my Wii U out again, I was like, I'm going to play Pikmin 3. Loaded it up, started playing it, and just absolutely fell in love with it. It's, It's an incredible game. Um, your basic premise is you, you control these three little alien fellas um, whose home planet is running out of food. So you land on an, uh, on a planet that's kind of Earth, I think, but not really, but kind of is. Um, Earth. But the aliens are tiny. You're little tiny aliens. And so everything is done on like a... Honey, I shrunk the kids sort of level. You're running around in like back gardens and stuff like that. And like there's huge like, you know, uh, terracotta garden pots and stuff like that. Uh, So you're controlling these little aliens, you're running around and um, you basically befriend slash enslave. I don't know. These little um, creatures called Pikmin and these little plant things that run around. And they're not very clever. um, And you like throw them at things and they they carry stuff and like attack bugs that are bigger than you um and you solve simple puzzles with them and and grab fruit so that you can make fruit juice so that your crew can stay alive um while you progress through a series of levels to like reunite three crew members and then you know 
I don't want to drop any spoilers. Not that there's a particularly dense story to Pikmin 3. But it's just a it's just a clever little puzzler. Um, you collect these Pikmin. There's different colors. There's like uh, red Pikmin um, are fire resistant and are pretty good at like killing bugs. Um, the yellow Pikmin can be thrown further and they're shockproof. Um, the the rock Pikmin can like be used to smash things, and you literally just throw them at at, at things. Um, <laughs> you can play the game on the Wii. Wii U pad, but I wouldn't recommend that. I recommend playing it on the Wii Mote, so that you can literally like aim at the screen and like fire where you're going to throw the Pikmin. No. Um, and that's that's it. Like you're, it's it's a really really simple game. Um, you you throw Pikmin and you whistle to round them up. Basically, you're like a shepherd, but of little little coloured creatures, yeah. that little coloured plant people, um, and. As you progress through the game, you you uh, uh, uncover more Pikmin, uh, and you solve puzzles with them. Uh, one of the things I notice is that you a lot of them will die regularly um, because like you'll throw them at a monster to uh, to, to defeat them. Um, there's a lot of boss fights and stuff like that in this game, and you, they'll end up getting squished, and they'll let out pathetic little whimpers as their body their bodies are crushed and their little ghosts float up into the sky. <laughs> And at the end of the day, it like tells you how many Pikmin you lost, and then you have to start growing some more Pikmin to replenish your your reserves of of of, of like plant people slaves. Mm. Um, it's really weird when you really start th- like <laughs> thinking about the the whole premise of it. But it's a really really charming, if ever so slightly disturbing, puzzle game. Uh, it is insanely pretty for the for both the hardware it's on and for when it came out. Mm. Um, and it's it's challenging but never like obtuse uh the puzzle like the, the way that you solve the puzzles it's always kind of clear how you do it you just need to figure it out um and yeah i've, I've thoroughly I've, i'm so surprised by this game i had heard people talk about how good the series is i don't know why i'd never played any of them before why i'd bought this one and then never played it until now but um, yeah, Pikmin 3 is my number five game that I played this year. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope they make another one. Do you think they would make another one? I don't know. They ported Pikmin 3 onto the Switch, and I don't know how well it did. Right, okay. Um, it's one of those. No game did particularly well on the Wii U because no one bought it. No. I feel like it's one of those where the, if they re-released the first one, it'd probably do like a better than... Like one, two, and three. Yeah, or even just Mario one. Games. It would probably Maybe. do better than the third one, just because it's I the first the... one again. Because I, th- I feel like the first and the second one, a lot more people played, just because they were on GameCube, everyone had a GameCube right? and it was great, yeah. uh, whereas no one had a Wii U. So, <laughs> personally, I I played Pikmin and loved it when I had a GameCube. Um, mm. I didn't have a Wii U. I'm one of those terrible people. Um, <laughs> but... Be fair, so, the only reason I've got a Wii U, I was given it. So, well, yeah. Well, so I, if I I'm saw Pikmin you, three, I'm a terrible person. If, if I saw Pikmin yes, three are, released on the Switch, Switch, I wouldn't <laughs> pick favorite. it up. But if I saw Pikmin, then I'd be a bit more ooh Pikmin. So, mm, yeah. yeah, one of those people. Mm. People like their um, nostalgia, don't they? They do. They definitely do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a fantastic little game, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, playing I, it. Um, I'm gonna play some more of it. Uh, 
uh, yeah. But anyway, um, and now let us cut to the future. Play. Exactly, we'll cut to the future, and here's what Adam's number five game that he played in the 2021 is. Well, Adam, I'm joining you here in the in the future uh, to talk about your games of the year. Um, how are you, first of all? I'm good. The future, huh, actually, the future from when you guys recorded, it's looking grim right now. <laughs> don't yeah. don't want to crap on anybody's parade, but uh, the world was a happier <laughs> place like a week ago when you guys recorded. <laughs> <laughs> like five days ago, it was so much better. Oh man! I mean, uh, like only yeah. one Tory Christmas party had leaked, and now it seems there's hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the, the guy who was. Uh, hired to investigate the tour or what the the initial Tory Christmas party had to step down because he'd been at the party. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um anyway, we're here to talk about games of the year. Uh yeah. what's your what is your number five game that you played this year? My number I'm really five excited because I haven't seen uh, your list in advance. No, I guess yeah, you have I guess you saw other people's lists but not mine. Yeah. Uh, so number five on my list is The Ascent, uh, which I believe you played? I did. I didn't um, finish it, though. So I did finish it, and it's really easy to be dismissive of this game as just like, hey, it's just a top-down shooter set in a cyberpunk world. Mm. But I feel like that's doing a real injustice. Um, and the thing is, is, it starts terrible. I, because it's on Game Pass, I totally can imagine a world where people put this game down after like two hours and didn't go back to it. Um, but the thing that really drew me into this game is the fact it has a really like lived-in world in a way so many games haven't. And for a top-down shooter, it's incredible. And just the attention to detail, like think how many games you go into and. I might talk about this later a little bit. Halo Infinite's a good example. Think how many games where you go into a building and the actual architecture of the building makes no sense at all. That you go through corridors that wouldn't fit and stuff. And Halo Infinite, I've been playing a little bit of, does this really badly. Like, you're in a massive open world and then you just go into a door that takes you into a base or something that just makes no sense like what's this weird mm. base that's like linear just a linear corridor where you can only get to one room from one entrance but the ascent everything so it's in a you play like a lowling it's like a tiered society where you live in the bottom rung that's like a mechanical world and the top is the super rich of this cyberpunk world but everything mm. within those tiers just fantastically makes sense when you're moving between the tiers and you can as you're running around you go across bridges and you can see like the lower tiers there uh, really good use of like perspective to shift the camera kind of so some areas look massive there's one bit where you see like a there's like a big dome or something there's a sphere in the middle and at some point you go into that and just the scale is perfect of how it gets mm -hmm. you up to like this bunker door and the door opens and it's a huge wide space and then because it's a top-down game forced like one perspective they're able to do detail that we just don't see in like a fallout game or something so like there's one night there's a club scene and you go in there and then you go in the kitchen and like it's a fully equipped out kitchen with like a sous chef a pot washer doing everything and there's nothing really you can interact in there but then like there's a waiter coming in grabbing food taking it out and stuff and it just 
for a top-down shooter, they went above and beyond what you would expect in this kind of game. Um, it's not really just a top-down shooter. That's, no, that's that is doing the it, mistake yeah. I made going in. Is I thought, uh, and I, I'd, I'm sure I'd, I'd read like uh, the big cover feature for it in Edge, and the developers had tried to say, you know, try to steer people away from the idea that it was cyberpunk Diablo. But that was yeah. also kind of what I was expecting it to be. Still, um, and it's not. It's a. It's a. It's more like a. It's a twin stick shooter, but it feels more like a. Um, um, Baldur's Gate level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. RPG. It's like leveling up and stuff. There's um, equipment you pick up that change skill boosts and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, has a really good destructible environment that you can use for stuff. Loot chests, all that kind of stuff. A cyber deck that you do. Enhance and you can hack things and stuff. So yeah, I think I think the problem is it looks it also looks like a top-down shooter when you start it because you're just in like a never-ending like sewer dungeon thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so much more than that. I really encourage people to stick it out. Yeah. It's not too long. Um, people said the story's dull, but I generally didn't find it dull. I found like as you ascend through the areas and there's like a whole story of a mega corporation like conspiracies and stuff it's super cool um and made by a tiny team um neon giant yeah like 12 people or something it's insane yeah um so yeah, yeah really very, very small team and something i wouldn't have played if it wasn't for game pass i don't think because mm -hmm. it was kind of like done with the cyberpunk setting after cyberpunk <laughs> so uh yeah it's a really good game highly recommended yeah and it, it is it definitely has like a more believable, more real world than a lot of bigger games. It has a more believable world than Cyberpunk does. Yep, totally. Like it yeah, it there's nothing empty about the world at all in there's little neighborhoods and stuff and mm -hmm. sure a lot of like there's like apartment blocks and stuff that you can't go in because the doors are locked, but uh, there's no it's not as empty as Cyberpunk is. Um there's people people are like walking around on like cycles and doing stuff um just seems it's just really cool and definitely feels more like you're walking through a genuine city than a lot of these like a lot of 3d games do for sure yeah for sure okay so yeah you're number five the ascent the ascent it's very good go and check it out i will finish it at some yeah, point it's worth it <laughs> It's time for our number fours. Number fours. Are you ready to dive into the number fours? Mm. I just can't Ooh, get over what Adam's number five was. That was incredible. Yeah. It is incredible. Shocking. Uh, we don't we don't know what it is at the time. <laughs> we'll find out in the future. Um, it was shocking yet predictable. So, <laughs> Nick, hello. Uh, what was the number four game that you played in twenty twenty one? The number four game that I played for the first time in 2021 that was not necessarily... Yeah, it was Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 um, on, the, on the PlayStation 2? Resident no, Evil on the 2 on one. the personal <laughs> one, computer. Yeah. On the, oh, no. Uh, oh. The remaster of Resident oh, Evil 2 that no, came out oh, I see. last year? Not the maybe? chunky PlayStation no. 1. Oh, remaster. Uh, 2019, thank you, Andy. Um, yeah. I played this quite early on in the year. Uh, I remember going on about it on the podcast because there is a very scary enemy in this game um, mm. called Mr. Z, I think. 
You um, couldn't handle it, could you? I couldn't handle him. Now, what I... The thing is, it wasn't that he scared me. It was that he yeah, made yeah. the game miserable. I've already <laughs> been over this. If so, if anyone would like to go to episode insert here of Laps Gamer and hear me ranting about this, then feel free. But basically, he, for me, made the game annoying, so I modded him out. And it turns out that <laughs> he's only actually that annoying for the sort of 10, 15 minutes that I found him annoying for. Um, oh. So actually I could have just powered through it and got through it. Um, and he's not really in the rest of the game too much. But all that aside, I think Resident Evil was um, a great game. It mm. I didn't enjoy 7 as much as I think I should have, which makes me intrigued to potentially go back to 7 because I quite enjoyed the premise and the startup of 7 and then it got a bit samey i think they tried to drag it out a bit too much and it it was very similar and it just i just dropped off of it it wasn't that i was not enjoying the game it was just that it was very samey when there were a lot more interesting games out there yeah Um, when he gets done to the cave exactly yeah um every every resident evil game falls off in the second half every single one Hmm. Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed um, the remake of Resident Evil 2. I think the graphics are great. The way they've brought the the old style up to date is no longer the isometric, ch- chunky uh, stuff. There are some genuinely terrifying moments. Not even Mr. Z. The, the, the bits with the dogs um, are genuinely incredible. Um, there are some great scares without being jump scares. Mm. It's terrifying location and and the atmosphere that it generates is is incredible um and i you can pick it up cheap as chips at you know these days on steam um and other places i'm sure and no i'm i'm really glad that i i got it and it's it's a great game especially because like i say i played seven a bit and i fell off of it i played four back in the day and that's pretty much my only exposure to resident evil so it's almost, it's not my introduction to Resident Evil, but it feels like my introduction to Resident Evil because it's the first time oh, it's sort of a, cla- a classic one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it feels like um, a, a really good um, game in that regard. And I'm intrigued as to, I Village came out this year, which yep. with the tall lady uh, <laughs> that the internet obsessed over for a while. I'm not really sure how it did and how it was regarded, but I'm quite interested to see if I could pick it up for a, for a certain, you know, a decent price. And obviously the remastered three as well. So yeah. there's always that to come out. Three's um, apparently not quite as, um, from, yeah. from what I've read, like two was the one that they really managed to flesh out the bones of what was already there from the PlayStation game and really kind of make some really clever design choices where we was with three... Yeah. It was a little, little less. The, the, the clever design choices weren't kind of there, and it was kind yeah. of just like bosh it together and get it out. So makes sense. Yeah. That, that sounds like it's more of a because they came Resident out pretty Evil close 2, to each other. Resident Evil Two did really well. Oh, let's do three quickly. Um, yeah, but I think that's, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Um, great game, and that is my number four game. Nice, nice. It's a game I wish I could play if I wish I had the stomach for it. <laughs> But I just don't. It's got a library in as well. Yeah. Every game that has the original, a library is good. And I loved it. And I, I was thinking about it the other day, uh, yeah. uh, watching um, 
Jeff Keighley's Circle Jerk Extravaganza. Um, the uh, well, they put up the Jeff trailer Keighley's for Slitterhead. Um, Slitter, yeah, yeah, uh, from the Silent Hill. Uh, creator i think i don't know um that i used to, i used to be able to handle all the resident evil games i used to be able to handle silent hill and whatnot and uh, now i'm a gi- giant baby man and i can't play spooky <laughs> games there's a level, i think there's a so. level of fidelity um of graphics that at mm-hmm. that at a certain point the gore goes from oh that's just a few polygons to oh my god that's realistic and i can exactly tell what that's all about and i hate it please take it away from my eyes and they got really 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 good at like um just um oppressive dread yeah uh in modern uh survival horror games and that's what i can't deal with it makes my anxiety go through the roof but so i uh, completely agree with that yeah. So Probably. yeah, not interested in that. We'll not be playing Resident Evil Seven on the VR headset that we now have in the house, for example. <laughs> or Resident Evil Four. I might be tempted to play Four because Four's kind of camp. And Four's goofy. an action game, right? Yeah, and, and it's yeah. silly. Um, I'm I'm trying to work myself up to play that in, in VR. Hmm. But but a man coming like let's put it this way. I I freaked out when I played Half Life Alex and there was a combine. Stood in front of me trying to hit me with a you know bayonet, not bayonet, yeah, called baton, um, and that freaked the hell out of me. So like a man with a chainsaw and a sack on his head, like, yeah, no, that might be a bit too too far. Yeah, I think I'll stick to super hot and flying spaceships in. That's it, man. um, In VR, and that's about it. (laughs) Um, right, Uh, Andy. Oh, um. Did your number four game come out in 2021? Because I'm looking down this list and I don't think any of them did. Did it no, come out when I first did. started playing games? None of them did. Right, none okay. of them did. Was <laughs> I born when your number four game came out? Yeah, it's, unless you're like a uh, you know, 14-year-old. Which I doubt you are. <laughs> nah, yeah, uh, no, yeah. No, no, no. More recent no, no. Than I thought it was. Yeah. 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 Alright, so it seems to be continuing the theme of remastering a classic game from the 80s. So the original game, R-Type, is from 1988-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1
such a sublime shoot 'em up as well. The controls, the level design is different. Um, like I said, it's not a massive game. I mean, you can play it as a classic game, and you can have a hard, or you can play it like I did, where it's just got infinite lives and you just bash your way through. Um, no problems. But the way it's done, um, the remaster itself was done with love and care. You can switch between classic graphics and the new HD graphics. Um, just loved it. It just such value as well. And I know it's on the Switch. It came out on the Switch, and I think we updated a couple of things on it as well. Um, but yeah, I just loved it. Just like one morning, just shooting aliens with once again no storyline again. Just go off and shoot shit and have a lot of fun. Well, yeah, shmups don't need a storyline though, do they? No, no, they don't. I've never played. Um, they need R-type. a style and think... lots of bullets. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I don't think I've ever played R type. I've played a lot of like Ikaruga, um, mm. but never R type. I don't think. Yeah, R type is yeah. R type is the one because R type is what um, I think inspired the Bitmap Brothers to make Xenon. Um, from yeah. the book I was reading about that, like that, that's inspired mm. a lot of their kind of um, a lot of their kind of early early work with Bitmap Brothers on the Omega and stuff. So yeah, it's quite a yeah quite a seminal Classic. game. Yeah. It is, and it's, I think we only did a couple of things. I think our type did something like with the weapon, but it put the weapon behind you. You had the choice; it would yeah. float, and you could either choose to attach it to the front or the back. Yeah. and then depending yeah. on where you put it, gave you different. You know, uh, it that it played into the strategy that you wanted to take into yeah. the, into the the level thing. But yeah, yeah and lots of stuff like that. And it was like I think the end of the first level boss is like a classic game. It's a Geiger. It's all very Geiger inspired, yeah, isn't it? Geiger so inspired, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's lovely graphics. Um, you know, for a quick, you know, I'd pick it up for cheap if you could. And it, but it isn't just a fun yeah. game. And probably perfect with a Switch, you know, with that screen and the small screen. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd imagine it's a great game. Like just a little like pick up and play. Yeah. You know, just like for five or ten minutes while you're on the tube or on a train or whatever. It'd be a great game to play. Yeah. Yeah. Loved but, uh, it. But yeah, looking at the wiki, it was released on the arcade in 87 in Japan, 88 on the home right. consoles, and then 89 on the Amiga. Ah, yeah, that'll be about it. So yeah. yeah, another 80s game, but you know, well remastered. Love, Love and care, attention to detail. Any sl- any slowdown or anything like that, or is it quite... No. Does no. it chuggle on at a quite a rapid pace? Yeah, PS3 just copes with it quite easy. Nice one. So it's not the most graphically intensive game, is no. it? So, no, no. Yeah, but sometimes you get these, and they they kind of they keep them as they were, like they emulate them to the mm. to the old systems, and kind of keep in the slowdown and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting to mm. see if they, you know, kept it running at a decent rate. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Nice. Hmm. Like it. Interesting. Ryle. Um. <laughs> Shall we move on to a game that definitely did come out this year? Definitely. I think. Are you sure? Um, Jazzy, what was your number Hello. four game that you played this year? This was my number three up until uh, about a week ago. Uh, and okay. it is uh, in VR and it is Arksmith from Bethel Games. Um, Arksmith. Nice. Kind of slid under the radar a little bit, I think. Um, mm-hmm. mo- mostly because it was. 
a VR release and kind of not a lot of people have been picking up VR headsets. They probably have a lot more since Black Friday, but um, yes, if you have one and you are looking for an incredibly atmospheric, I don't know, what's the best way to put it? I mean, you guys have watched it. What would you say? Puzzle game? Like engineering yes. sim? No, a puzzle, puzzle engineering sim? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, narrative story huge... woven into a Lego. Yeah, there's not a huge amount of engineering in it. It's more of a like, um, it's more of a puzzle game of like what fits where. Yeah, what fits where, and so essentially, you're on a big space station, and you are the apprentice of a guy, or you seem like you've been dropped on this guy, and been told, right, here's your apprentice, like train him up in whatever it is you do. And the first thing he does is he gets you to make a radio. So he gives you a few disparate parts and a power, you know, battery and this kind of stuff. And says, right, put it together and make us a radio. And it is a bit like sort of, I don't know, sort of magnetic Legos. You're just taking blocks and you're slamming them together and trying to make sure you have uh, the right current running through the the machine you're making and it could be any shape or size that you want um and like on the board so basically you have like this test bed in front of you uh, that you're sort of arranging the pieces on and clipping clicking them together sort of magnetically mm. um and then you have a switch one that t- shows you the voltages and sort of what's going what voltages of the electricity are running through the machine and you switch it the other way and it shows you how hot the machine is getting so if you certain pieces generate certain amounts of heat so then you have to put on things like conductors and heat sinks that take the heat away and you can the more batteries you put on the more heat you've got to wick away from the the machine and so on and so forth and then it gets into just more and more crazy convoluted machines that you've got to make based on lasers and light and it's i found it incredibly meditative to just sit there for an hour in vr floating in space in a quiet space station listening to the radio which has one of the most amazing soundtracks that is done in all in alien language and it sort of spans from everything from like sort of massive attacky trick tricky kind of um trip hop type stuff right yeah it's just like just kind of lo-fi hip-hop and stuff like that yeah. but all done with like alien um yeah like like i say a, in an alien language and mm. i loved listening to all of it and there's a couple of tracks that i've actually bought to listen to offline because i think they're incredible um yeah and like just having to sit there and like sitting there listening to this radio and just putting pieces together and just sort of working my way through a, a puzzle and kind of getting my head around it and maybe getting a bit frustrated, but you know, it's it's basically old man tinkering the, uh, his workbench in the shed simulator um, without me having to go out into an actual shed and get cold. Um, mm. But on top of that, you get this really well-woven space imperialism story and kind of, yeah, you're basically part you become part of a resistance to kind of there's a planet the planet has been abandoned but it where lots of weapons have been left on the planet blah 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 but you can stop lots of ships arrive 
to come and try and take away the resources that have been left on the planet but you can do x y and z to stop that from your little workbench you can create things that stop people transporting in and all that kind of stuff and it's got this really really cleverly written little story that is just woven in in the bits between every time you complete a um machine you get another piece of story and it's just doled out in a really lovely way and i absolutely fell in love with this game i think it's incredible and i think more people should play it and i think there would have been much more um talk about it if it wasn't just in vr but mm. there we go yeah the only thing that's yes, frustrating that's with this game the way there, is isn't the, it yeah this like, is it and the only VR thing that's frustrating with this game is you can't sometimes it's very difficult to click and unclick things together because it can't it really tell what you're trying to do if you've got multiple pieces together the connection points sort of get a little bit crazy and you just have to scrap something to start again but other than that i think it's i think it's just a beautifully beautifully made game and it would have been my number three if not for another game uh coming up in the last week or so yeah but yeah everyone yeah, should play um, it. even just look at a playthrough of it because it's incredible vr is still even after this many years is still very much in its infancy uh, mm. I think, and um, it's going to take a while for like uh, the adoption rates to be high enough for people to start seriously considering games that aren't Half Life Alex. It's um, one of those things where, like, game of the I I like to feel like I'm quite on the nose when it comes to buying new tech. I'm I'm quite you know I'll buy it even if it's not perfect, and I've still never bought a VR headset. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting very close, especially with sort of the um, what's the one that you've got, Mark? So he's got Oculus Quest Two. Yeah, that's the one I've got yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm that's, getting yeah. very close to sort of pulling that trigger now with that kind of VR. It was the cables and stuff like that 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 I really uh, held me back, and also the resolution of the old stuff wasn't great. I've no. played VR. I've you know uh, mates as headsets. You know when. Six years ago at uni, um, my one of my housemates did a, his dissertation was a VR game, uh, and the uni sort of kindly lent him a, a dev kit two Oculus, um, oh, and you know we we spent a good few weekends just you know playing random shit on it, uh, and it was fine, uh, but the limitation of the hardware was very the screen visible. door on that was incredible. Yeah, compared to the, compared to the Quest, which so. is practically not there now. Yeah. Um, I played PlayStation VRs and stuff like that, and you know the the Vive I think is the first one that was very decent, and but the price tag was ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, the Quest is it's getting there. Uh, I think maybe I'll either see if there's a cheap deal in the Christmas sales um, yeah. or wait for the next iteration. If you see it for nearly two hundred quid, it like it's gonna it's gonna it. be around the two twenty two twenty five mark around Christmas. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, for the for the like base model, and you don't really need much more than the base model because a lot of it you can you honestly don't. stream stream from your PC. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah, you know, um, clean out the future with a lot of the games anyway. But it's that thing as well. It's like you know, uh, you just said it's it's a shame it's only in VR. When you first started playing Arksmith, you posted in the Discord saying, "Oh, I'm playing the new Mike Biffle game, Arksmith," and pretty much me and Mark, especially, were like, "There's a new Mike Biffle game." Uh, this is it. I'd not heard anything about it just because you kind of, if you've not got a VR headset, you just tune it all out. Uh, there's, yeah. It's not there, is it? No, I was really excited for this one. Like, seeing, having seen it on, like, um, a few, like, 
um, you know, like directs and stuff in E3. Like there was a couple of videos from E3 and just the idea that you were going to be the guy who made Subsurface Circular was making a game in VR in which you tinkered with equipment and sort of put together stuff like Legos was just like, hello. That's just everything I want to play, really. So, um, yeah, I've been banging to it, and it's just massively delivered. Like I say, there's not a, there's not a part of this that isn't just really well crafted. Mm. Um, and it's a small experience, and it's like not I wouldn't say it's an experience that's going to blow you away. It's not full of bombast or anything like that. But there's just the lovely little moments and the and the lovely little bits of crafting it that I just absolutely fell in love with. So, yeah, thoroughly recommended if you ever do get a VR headset. Cool. It's yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that one and see next time it's on sale. Yeah. Um. All right. My number four game that I played this year is also uh, Chazzy's number three. Yes. So I will wait, and we'll talk about that together. Mm. Okay. Um, cool. So let's dive into the future and see what was num Adam's number four game that he played in 2021. So it's coming up to BB King's birthday. Um, you know BB King? No, who is BB King? Famous blues guitarist. Oh, okay, sure. So it's BB King's birthday's coming up and his wife wants to get him something special for his birthday. So it's a you know monumental one, it's like 70th or something. So she decides, uh, she goes to the tattoo parlor and she gets a B tattooed on one ass cheek and a B tattooed on the other one. Then finally the day of, of BB's birthday comes around and uh, he comes back from the recording studio and his wife meets him in the foyer of the house. And she says, happy birthday, BB. And she turns around, lifts her skirts and drops her knickers and bends over. And BB says, who's Bob? <laughs> oh terrible but it did make me laugh i guess <laughs> so adam what was your number four game that you played in 2021 <laughs> i don't think there's a character called bob in this game but uh <laughs> it is uh hitman 3 so okay Ooh. this was a tough year in some of these terms so hit like we had a resident evil game come out a hitman game and a forza game all games that have been yeah. in my all games that have been my game of the year, like previous iterations of them. Um, mm -hmm. And I found myself wrestling with this list a lot. And like Hitman 3 is actually the highest out of any of those franchises on my list. And yeah. I don't think that there's nothing against this game. It looks incredible. I think it's got some of the best levels the Hitman franchise has ever had. I like some of the changes yeah. they made, like um, the shortcut things. Is really cool how it almost adds like a Dark Souls element to the game, like because you can set up short gates in a single run that then will still be there later on, kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, like you set up, you'll put a ladder in place, and then next time you go and do a run that level, that ladder will be open and it kind of makes it easier to yeah. navigate the level. Kind um, of like when you unlock a shortcut in a Dark Souls yeah, game. Exactly, yeah. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's not as good as my other games I definitely think it's better than no. Hitman 2 um, but not quite I still think I still 100% think that they needed to stick with the episodic format of these games to keep people involved and I tried my best to play it that way so play mm -hmm. each episode to the death and then take a little bit of a break come back do another episode 
Um, but yeah, in terms of the level system, really good levels. The Berlin nightclub that kind of turns things on its head a little bit. That's incredible. It's yeah. Really good level. Uh, the murder mystery level that's kind of a bit knives out yeah. is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one. And just they're really good. The mac they absolutely nail like the machination of the moving parts of a level in a way no other developers really do. No. But still have better games on my list. So yeah. Yeah, Hitman was number six on my list. Didn't okay. just just missed out on my, on the top five. Okay. Um, uh, and it's a difficult one to categorize because like Hitman Three on its own is incredible. Um, <clears throat> if if I was to put it as Hitman the trilogy, mm, yeah, uh, it would have been a contender for like number one on my list. I guess that's a, the... as a as a complete package, it's insanely yeah. good. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? If you had played all the other Hitman games, you can import all your like assassin level and stuff. Uh, yep. You can play. Like the engine's been slightly tweaked and stuff, so you can go back and play all the old levels now in the Hitman 3 engine, which is super rewarding. Um, yep. But yeah, so I guess, yeah, arguably in that form, it's like a contender, but as just the new content, it doesn't quite make it. No. I've, um, I've thought often um, that, yeah, like, like you were saying that maybe Hitman 2 and Hitman 3 would have been more uh, culturally significant like the first one was if they followed the same model, the the, the episodic releasing. Yeah, um, I just feel even though I'm People kept on the... coming back exactly, and then like yeah. every few months it would like all the gaming sites would be talking about the new level, everyone would be streaming the new stuff, uh, it would jump straight to the top of the, or quite near the top of the Twitch charts again every now and then. It, was just, it just kept it simmering. But I wonder if that like that year of Hitman was kind of anomalous and it was a bit lightning in a bottle and if they tried to do the same thing again it might not have worked that's I true I don't know I don't know though it's hard right you hear people like back then all anyone could talk about is every new time an episode came out all the different ways to do yep. it and then every time an elusive target came out you would hear about it and like this way you don't hear about the elusive targets and even though I'm signed up for the email no. alerts when they come I still miss them but I wouldn't. I yep. wasn't missing them when I was coming back, like every two months to do an episode. Yeah, um, you'd know about it because like Giant Bomb would was streaming. Yeah, and, and um, that just didn't happen. It was this all over year. Twitch and whatnot. Like there are people yeah. still streaming them for sure, but it just didn't happen in the same way. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it will. I, I don't know. Um, hopefully, people, more people, will take notice with whatever this James Bond game mm. is that they're making. Yeah. and that but, might draw in people that otherwise wouldn't be interested in yeah. a Hitman game just because it's a licensed game, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Hitman Three, I, yeah, it's I. I personally think as a taking us taking aside like any cultural impact or anything like that, I think it's the best of the three. It's definitely the most inventive. Um, even the controversial final level, which isn't a great Hitman level, but it's a really good like set piece. The the train. Yeah, and. It's kind of clever in the way it forces you to rethink stuff. Like there isn't, there aren't multiple ways around the uh, around the level. Like there are, there are, you can take slightly different routes, but for the most part, it's linear, and it kind of makes you rethink like everything you've learned up to this point. How can you use it to navigate this limited space? So in that yeah. way, it's kind of cool. Like it subverts your expectations. Like you would, you'd normally think. 
last level of a Hitman game, I'm gonna get something complicated, convoluted, like overly, there's gonna be key cards for everything, different levels that are confusing to navigate mm. around, but instead it kind of distills it down, and I do quite like that, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, I can get why people might have been disappointed at that, but I enjoyed it. And that's, I think that's the closest we've probably possibly seen to how a Bond game should work. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, the Bond game is not going to be episodic and is not going to be repeatable run-based in the same way this is. Maybe they'll have those types of missions as, like, additional content, but you assume there's hmm. something resembling a narrative story in that game. No. Um, I think it'd be close to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as a Hitman 3, even on its own, it's an incredible game. As a complete package, the other two, it's insanely good. Uh, and apparently we're getting new maps next year as well. Yes. So and they did do that new map, the things based on the Deadly Sins or something. Um, which I didn't play, but, yeah. No, I don't remember that one. It was like greed um, and gluttony and stuff, and you were killing targets related to the sins. Yeah. Um, I need to get back on it and play some more. Yeah, I, I never. I, when I um, jumped over and started playing it on PC, I had to start all the mastery over again from the mm. beginning. So, yeah, need to get all that up. Yeah. But um, hey, I don't, not like I need an excuse to play that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Yep. But yeah, dead good game. <laughs> wow, what a crazy pick for number four game from Adam. I think. Or potentially, what an incredibly safe pick. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what a controversial I was pick. indifferent to it. It was Mafia. Was it Mafia? I mean, <laughs> mafia. it was another football game. Mm. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's his top um, five. All football. That's it. All yeah. football, that's it. Now, Fo on to our number threes. And the first mm. one is going to be incredibly controversial. Yeah. Um... It's not a number one. In fact, this this sparked a um, a, <laughs> a, a booze drenched con uh, debate uh, at one point. I think uh, Nick, I was the most you... sober person there. Oh no, Andy was driving, so he was the most sober person. That's there. true. He was. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd had a few. I'd had a f quite a few. You'd had a few more. Point. Yeah. Um, Nick, what is your number three game? That you My number three game year? of 2021 is. Alan Wake Remastered. Right. I don't now, know if I, I want to say anything else. Like, I don't know if I need to say anything else. Yes. The conversation as to whether or not this game would be submitted, would be able to be submitted as a Game of Look the Year grin. game for this year <laughs> occurred before Nick had even played it. It did. It yeah. genuinely did. <laughs> Was it before it was released, or was it released it was. just the week before? I can't remember. I think, when... I think I, I was. It was. I can't remember. It, it was, was around about that time. It was released on it. the Tuesday. I got married yeah. on the Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hadn't played it because I wanted to experience it when I had a chance and wasn't going to be going away for a week. But you chose a moment of weakness. It was your wedding day. How could we say no? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's I why I did the it. Day my my wedding. <laughs> um, yeah so we had a discussion at my wedding when I was the groom on the day um, as to whether I would be allowed to have this game as my one of my game of the years purely because 
obviously it's not a new game, it's a remaster of a game, and I think we kind of came to the conclusion that... We came it's... to the conclusion that I can't really say no to the guy on it on the day of his oh, wedding. wedding. <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny, but I wasn't in this. That's car, the conclusion. I'm, I'm looking at Bard's Tale Volume One and thinking, well, that's an old game. Bear. So an R type, you know? Why could you not Cheers have enough. Wait Cheers enough. Right? And yeah. and another one that's coming up on Andy's the next one. You know, that's yeah, not exactly. a new game. There's, that's, there's enough uh... old games in this list. You know, we we don't, yeah, but, we but don't like, discriminate against old, right? In this game, no, but those, we don't. But those, but, but, we but don't. Those were the first time I played those. It's the first time I played Bar's Tale. First oh time yeah, I played okay. okay, okay, okay. I can, I can see time. this argument. I, I this knew is it was going to be. Not, this is not the first time that Nick has played Alan Wake, and the fact that he was asking whether or not it could be included on the list before he'd even played the remaster is 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 telling. I don't think I I'll went out of way. my way to start a conversation of can I put this on my game of the year list. I think we were just talking about the game naturally. And I said, by the way, if it is as good as I think it's going to be because I know how good the game is, can it go on the list? <laughs> to which we agree- We all agreed. We all- the three of us. We all drunkenly agreed. We all, we all agreed, agreed under, that under we, duress. Could, we could have it on the lists. Because what it's does a this rem- do, Nick? Right. What does this do over and above the original? Okay, so so <laughs> it looks prettier. <laughs> right. Um, there are some. Effectively, what they've done is they've taken the game. Uh, they've you know upgraded it, put nice 4K uh, textures in. The lighting's a lot prettier, and then they have also added little bits and and bobs throughout the the world. Um, little have details they made it here make and there. They have made it make sense in a control way. They they've put yeah. references to control in there. The references oh, okay. that they put in the control to Alan Wake. They've sort of gone yeah. back and and made sure there's no yeah, missing threads. Everything, what yeah. they've done is they've done what George Lucas tried to do with the Blu-ray remasters of Star Wars, as they've right. tried to make it as airtight as possible. Make it work not with the new course. narrative. I'm not on that. <laughs> Do you mean regard, no. they they went back and completely ruined the character of Alan Wake by completely fundamentally changing his character in and one scene, version. the same way the same way that George Lucas did with Han Solo. No. Okay. <laughs> they right, did so. a good. They did a good job of what George Lucas tried to do. Right. Um, okay, gotcha. There's there's cat posters. <laughs> now there wasn't oh, that wow. before. Yeah. Uh, no, like like I say, nothing fundamental has changed. It's still a great game in 2021, is all so I'm really why saying. why didn't it make Just your the... number one? Why didn't it make my number mm. one? This is your Be- game of lifetime. It's my game of the lifetime, but I think overall, um, other games that were released this year and are brand new need to be celebrated over and above games that I have enjoyed revisiting Um it with a new uh, sheen of light on them. I think Alan Wake is still a great game. It's not the best new game I've played this year. I think what he means to say is I I pushed my luck by managing to get it this high (laughs) at my list as it was and getting it any higher would have raised suspicions and we could have ended up having a serious debate. I don't want to say that. It should be included in the list in the first place. (laughs) 
I just didn't want to put it too the rest high of just this in case. The episode would have been blank noise every time. If you put it in at like number two or number one, it would have been too suspicious. So just slot it in mm. at number three and hope that no one Shh. notices. And you've all noticed. How dare we- you? <laughs> <laughs> we all agreed not to bring it up. Uh, I still haven't Lovely. played Alan Wake. Yeah, I mean, we need we need to have that podcast where I, I wait. agree, need to I play argue it. for it, and yeah. no, no, I can't play it yet. I have to be a judge. I have to be yeah. impartial. Oh no, you have in a debate yeah, as, to, yeah, yeah. as to whether or not the game God, is good. The last boss of that game is appalling. It's only after playing all right, control. All right, that boss makes save sense. it for the court, anyway. Chazzy. Yes, I will save it for the court. <laughs> save it for <laughs> the guy. judge. That was on sale. Um, that was on sale the other day for three pound, uh, two pound fifty, and I thought to myself, that is far too much. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Anyway, carry on. Save, save it for the church. Um, have you got anything else to say to defend yourself, Nick? If you haven't played Alan Wake, on. you should play Alan Wake. I played Alan Wake: American Nightmares. That's not Alan Wake. Okay. It's got Alan Wake in the title. I mean, it's, it's got Alan Wake in the title. <laughs> Alan Wake is the protagonist of Alan Wake: American Nightmares. Um, in fact, there's two Alan Wakes in it because there's like an evil version of Alan Wake as well. Oh, he's not Alan called Alan Wake, Wake though. If he's I remember called... correctly, he's oh. called Wallen Ake. <laughs> Wallen, Alan Mick. Like Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. He's I'm Alan not even going to tell you what he's called he's because he will just make fun of and it. He's got like a, Go on, tell he's us. got a big purple nose and a funny moustache and he goes yeah. He's called <laughs> Mr. Scratch. He Mr. Goes, Scratch! <laughs> <laughs> also, Alan Wake 2 is coming out. Was uh, Alan Wake also cruelly not uh, put into Smash Brothers? <laughs> That's the end of this stupid analogy. Bores you to death, that yeah. entire conversation just ground to a halt. I would just like the idea of a Alan Wake Waluigi. Oh, I am now know. going to Photoshop that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, um, I did notice Alan Wake 2 is happening. It's going to be a survival horror game. Sam Lake mm. was getting very, very excited about it. And um, whenever Are I see excited? Sam Lake, I just can't help thinking, that's fucking you know Max Payne. For as much as I The hate train was lit Alan up Wake like a one. Christmas tree. For as much as I don't like Alan Wake 1, I am actually genuinely excited for Alan Wake 2 based off of what Control did. And if they learn lessons from Control, take it into Alan Wake, I think they could actually have a really good game there. I think this is the thing. Like, I've always said I I was sold on Alan Wake from when it was a teaser trailer for the PlayStation 3 in E3 2005 or whenever it was. It was ridiculous. Um, and I was sold on that concept from the get-go um so i think i've just always been sort of programmed to like alan wake whereas mm. i can see completely how control is a better game and how control is they've taken everything they've learned from alan wake and making um max they've Payne actually established that world quantum break they've control is a far better game mm. And it makes everything that they've done before make sense in a story yeah. way. Uh, so I'm incredibly excited to see what they do with Alan yeah. Wake 2. But you should still all play Alan Wake Remastered. No, oh, I'm sure I should. I'll play it, it at it. some point. All right, let's move on from this nonsense. Um, Andy, hey. what was the uh, number three game that you played in 2021? That oh, definitely didn't th- come out in 2021. No, it came out in the <clears throat> 90s on the original PlayStation. And Do you, were you playing the original version and not the remaster? 
No, the remaster, but I'm talking about... Okay, that. so that came out, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah, the remaster came out on the PS4, the Xbox One. Oh. Um, yeah, so it was the first of the remaster games of Spyro the Dragon. Um, <clears throat> so this is the first game. Um, part of the reason I played this was, like, well, I was fancy playing it, but, you know, you, you do the dad thing and you try to sneak um, your likes into your children and... <laughs> So this was one way to get my daughter, my eldest, Francis, um, to play video games. I mean, she started getting into it last year. But I thought, oh, what, what can I get her to play? What have I got that's really, like, kiddie-friendly, that's got cute graphics, and she likes dragons. Oh, Spyro. So got it this year, and she loves it. She loved Spyro. And it was sort of her introduction to the world of video games on the PlayStation 4. Um, she let me do a lot of the playing um, because, funny enough, for a kids' game, this is bloody tough. Some of the things it does, mm. and some of the things it asks you to do in terms of running around and speeding down um, ledges and pathways and doing jumps here, there, and everywhere. You're like thinking, "All right, I can see why in the late 90s this was a difficult game and yeah it was why? it was the camera in that game is not the greatest yeah. thing in the world and trying to judge the perspective on jumps um was incredibly yeah. difficult and that's what made it harder it wasn't that the game was necessarily hard in itself it was just that mechanically it just made it way harder but that yeah. was part of the course for every third yeah, that's it, character right? yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. the game back then crash yeah. bandicoot was the same Croc. fucking even mario 64 yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just make it to you think, what, oh, kids played this and you meant to persevere for seven-year-olds, six-year-olds. Um, even remastered, was, I mean, they've tried to solve the camera quite mm. a lot. They've tried to, um, you know, make sure the jumps are a bit more accessible. But some of the controls that you're allowed to do, that you're having to, like, sometimes jump and then jump again and jump to the left and then jump and then press triangle here there it's quite quick quite taxing mm. even from you know me all right my re- reflexes of um not as fast as they were before but for a four well for a six-year-old or a seven-year-old playing this I thought, oh, it's quite tough you know so but we played through it together um and some of the world how it w- makes you replay the world um some of the save points I was thinking, yeah, it's just very tough. A lot of improvements in Spyro 2, which we are playing at the, moment, at the moment. But just to see her joy, just mm. you know, that shared video game experience, playing through the world um, of Spyro, always wanting to um, play it. She did a few drawings of Spyro at nursery. Mm. She brought them home. So she really got into it, um, the world, and she was always asking questions about it and... You know, I'm about the deep Spyro lore. The, yeah, well, there is. This yeah, is the thing. It. Once you get to Skylanders, mate, there is some deep Spyro lore. That's mm, it. And yeah, yeah. It, it just it really grabbed her imagination and the fact that even if you die, you know, there's no really massive um, penalty as such. You know, he just sets you back to the start of a level. And you just continue, and it's fun just exploring away. You know, you you kill a few sheep. You know, she likes to chase after sheep, get the crystals. Um, I can see why 
older players would love it as well. Um, and there is a challenge there that goes beyond the three mm. or four year old into, like I said previously. But just the graphics, the remasters, it's a beautiful game. It's a stunning, yeah. stunningly beautiful game when you put it on a like a 4K TV and it's just like springs out. It's like a proper like animation in terms it's of that. It's like a proper Saturday morning cartoon type thing now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's grabbed, isn't it? And that, more than anything, just the shared game experience and the fact that she loves it. And she's taking what she's learned on Spyro and she's doing more on Spyro yeah. 2, which we are playing at the moment. Um, so she's taking more of a charge of it. I'm just sat back and sometimes she'll go, Daddy, help me. And so we'll do this together. But in terms of the first game, it was just amazing just to get see her face and every day now she's going, Daddy, can I play PlayStation? PlayStation. And it's like, oh, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Yeah. You've so created a monster. That's, That's it, it. That's I started it. something. I know. So, yeah. Spyro for it. Spyro the Dragon. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mm, yes. great. You'll have to start getting into like uh, Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that at some point, yeah. man. Um, yeah, straight, that's like, get through those fire games. or Fortnite and just get a money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no money in Street Fighter these days. Get her no, into Fortnite. Yeah, get her, get, get, get her into get her mad into that. Um, while like, while she's young and she's got like quick reflexes. That's it. Uh, and yeah, milk milk that for all you can, man. Um, what <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite goes uh, to nursery? What are you playing Fortnite? I'm just killing people Fortnite, left, right, and centre. That's it. To be fair, she's probably quite a few of her contemporaries are probably playing it already. <laughs> playing it already, yeah, exactly. uh, On the oh. mobile phones their parents have given them. What's going wrong? Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, my number four and Chazzy's number three is yes. the same game. Exactly. So, <clears throat> what game is that, Chazzy? It takes two. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say your way out. No. Oh. <laughs> I've watched a lot of a way out, and this game takes a lot from it, a way out. And actually, I wrote they're even in wrong. this game, aren't they? Okay, I take As it back. So my number four is a way out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it takes two. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, this game. What a game, huh? Yeah. What a surprise! surprise. Yeah, surprisingly left, left and surprise. right. Surprise. Yeah. Um, one of those games where yeah. you look at it and then it surface, you think, oh my God, this is just, you know, what is this game? You know, standard platformer, blah, 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 blah. And it's only once you start <laughs> sort of progressing through it and the incredible, like, left at the traffic light decisions they've made that just go take you to all kinds of incredible places you never thought you would be going in this style <laughs> of game. Um,. The way that they See, have learned. I remember when I first started hearing about this game, when people started, yeah. started saying, like, oh, the new Yosafaris game is really good. Uh, and it covers these themes. Um, <clears throat> and it's got some really, really good cop puzzle stuff. And I was thinking, okay, um, <clears throat> this sounds interesting. Now, I hadn't really watched any footage of it or anything like that. No. At all, right up until we played it. So I was thinking, it's going to be the, like the cult puzzly stuff. That is like the heart of the game, really. That um, yeah. is going to be very similar to the sort of puzzle mechanics that were in um, Brothers and was in A Way Out. Um, but it's not that at all. It's a no. full-on action platformer 
with really, really clever physics puzzles. Yeah, yeah. But none of it From ever... From a studio outside... that's never done that before. They've no. never done anything like that before. They've learned it's all nuts. the little bits about like people playing together from a way out and brothers. And mm-hmm. they have worked out what people enjoy and the length of time they will stand for a puzzle. And all this kind of stuff. And just nailed every single puzzle the pacing in this game yep. is absolutely incredible um the puddle, yeah. puzzles are absolutely bang on for difficulty there's nothing there that's going to tax you too much there's there's nothing yeah. that's going to sort of stop you and roadblock you everything is just you breathe you don't breeze through everything but you just you go through it exactly the right pace and the right amount of time and like i was saying to you it feels in some ways at some points like um, a mario galaxy where they're coming up with ideas and concepts playing with them for three to five puzzles mm-hmm. and then throwing it away and then picking up a completely different concept and then running with them i had to puzzles. i had to look at one puzzle once the solution yeah. to it and then immediately felt like an idiot because the the, the solution to it was so obvious but i don't know how yeah. it was just i had a brain fart and like but there's something that we've said repeatedly we've been playing it go and check out uh, twitch.tv forward slash laps game if you want to see highlights of uh, uh, of, uh, of that um one of the things we've said repeatedly is like yes also the the, the, the firstly that the the puzzles are clever uh, and you feel good for solving them, but none of them are. Uh, it isn't the witness. It's not in um, yeah. or anything like that. It doesn't it's insult like, you in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't insult your no. intelligence either. Like it makes it's not f- even like Portal Two co-op levels of difficulty. It's yeah. they're they're clever without being obtuse, but also none Fun. no puzzle or game mechanic outstays its welcome it yeah. does the thing that every good game of this sort does um you start a new level and it'll introduce a new mechanic whether that be um you know the hammer and the nails thing or mm. the uh stop the being able to stop time and clone thing or you know whatever introduces a new mechanic and lets you play around with that and, and introduces some really cool puzzles and then right at the point where like you know you you've like fully mastered the that series of mechanics boom gone away and you then go. Start that's what i was saying about the mario galaxy thing of just like it gives you the gives you those tools for the right amount yep. of time and then dishes them dishes them away and then lets yep. you crack on with a whole new set of stuff that you've got to learn that yep. is enjoyable and this game is never always trying to make so, make it fun and make it and push you forward and make you feel like you are the smartest human being on the, like in the room or a couple of human beings in the room and yeah um like i say there's been some absolutely incredible surprises in there like places i didn't think it would go like things i never thought i'd seen some of the scenes like the the scene we had in the last um stream we did I mean, that entire section is just one of the most beautiful things I think I've seen this year from a graphic standpoint. Um, the, like the clockwork section. The clockwork section, yeah. yeah. Just incredible. Yeah. And like the only thing that lets this game down, and, and, and this is a really minor gripe, is at the moment the, the 
the characters, but, but I think that's because you're meant to not like them. They're supposed to be unlikable people. They are. They are. And I, and I can see where they're going with it, and I'm sure yeah. there's going to be a lovely redemption story. Um, the... Uh, so yeah, the, the 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 basic premise, if you don't know anything about it, is like a, you know that you're playing a, you're you're playing uh, the doll rep- representations of a pair of, uh, couple of parents of a daughter who have decided to get divorced, and then she cries on a couple of these toys, and so they the basically parents have, fall asleep and have wake up and, the conversation and say, right, we're we're going to get divorced, yeah. and then yeah, and then they they wake up and suddenly they're these dolls, and they have to try and figure out how to get back to the real world by working together. Um, to heal their damaged relationship and I feel like it has pretensions to be like a Pixar film in that mm. term, in that sense um, but on the whole um, Pixar films the writing is so much more mature nuanced. and nuanced than this is um, yeah. not to say that this is badly written at all or badly acted um, I think it's 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 a lot better than than most other games that would that have tried to tackle this sort of um, topic. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it such a surprise, honestly, such yeah. a surprise. It's not like a, well, this is why it's, it's at not my brothers. number three, right? Because um, I, I would have had this at number four, and as I've played through it, this is like you know, this is slowly gone from oh, I'm not interested in this game to okay, this game's all right, and it's just slowly crept its way up the up the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. usually like putting a game on my top 10 if I haven't finished it and we haven't finished this we're very close to the end but we haven't finished it but barring some like incredible late game Incest. plot twists <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah something like that which having seen a few reviews it doesn't it seems no. like it, it like carries on the quality all the way to the end it goes, yeah um, well, I haven't loaded any story spoilers, but no one seemed to be completely. No one seemed to be upset with where the story goes. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, fantastic, utterly fantastic, and mm. a welcome return to form for for, for Joseph Farris. Um, yeah. I was surprised to see it win Game of the Year at yeah. the Jeff Keighley's Game Awards. It's but, definitely you know. not Game of the Year, but it is very surprising, and it should be in the mix for yep. a top five, definitely. Absolutely. Like I said, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That is, um, that is a real solid number three, I think. It's yeah, on Game so. Pass at the moment, as long as you've got um, the Game Pass that includes EA Access, but I think that's all of the Game Passes yeah. that include EA that's Access. A, so. I've only got PC and I can have it. So yeah. yeah. Is it PC um, only? Or is it. Um, no, no, it's on console. Xbox as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would highly, highly well. recommend playing it. Uh, it's. I don't know what the age rating is on it there's a few moments that are a little bit the first boss you fight is like a hoover and you end up you defeat it by like using its own attachments to suck out its eyes i I literally (laughs) suck out its eyeballs yeah which is messed up like it's done in a way that's not gross but also it's gross also the subject of divorce is also something you probably don't want to be raising or having a conversation with with a a very young child um, it's ideally not something you want to discuss with a child at all, unless yeah, exactly. it's you know nest uh, completely necessary. But um, it's yeah, it's one that maybe in a few years or something, Andy, you could play through uh, with one of your kids, or, yeah. or maybe you could play mm. through with your wife. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've heard a couple of people, a couple of podcasts say they've like kind of said to their wife, "Oh, do you want to play this game? Just don't read too much into it." 
It's a, play, do you want to play this game with me? It's about divorce. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's um, incredible. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. Absolutely. Like, I've had so much fun playing it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm desperate to carry on with it as soon as we can yep. but christmas well has done away. joseph farris well yes. done yeah well done yeah um thank you for not putting Golf farris farris in this one yes well i mean technically i mean two out a of as um there's a statue of farris farris there there? Is, there is and i've got nothing against farris farris he was very very good in uh chernobyl for example he was um, yeah joseph farris as as meatloaf once said two out of three ain't bad so well <laughs> done um I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does next. Maybe the next. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like Star Trek films, and all the all the odd <laughs> ones will be shite. Oh, oh, the even ones. Sorry, will be shite. I don't know. I can't remember what the rule is with Star Trek films. Odd ones are shite. Odd, odd ones, ones are shite. shite. Okay, Evens right. Good. Right, it's the other way around then, because one and three have been very good, and two was bad. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, so that was your number three. It was my number four. What was my yeah. number three? Oh yeah, my number three. Uh, it was a little game called Hades, um, which was Chazzy's number one game of last yes, year. Um, so I didn't play Hades. I could have played it last year if I'd uh, if I had a PC, but I didn't get a PC until this year. Um, so I picked it up when it came out on the Switch, which was like oh, like a I don't know. I didn't pick it up immediately when it came on Switch. My other half did, and I sat and watched her playing a bunch of it. I was like, I really need to play this. And then I finally ended up picking it up like a couple of days after we recorded last year's Game of the Year, mm. uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, fuck me, what a game. Yes, yeah, what bonkers. an incredible game. Um, I won't go into it too much because we have waxed lyrical about this game so much. Just go back and listen to uh, Chazzy talking about it on last year's Game of the Year, and then... Godness, yeah. how many episodes we recorded this year where we talked about how incredible Hades is. But um, it is the best roguelike game uh, I've ever played. And I've played quite a few of them. And none of them have ever really stuck with me uh, for that long. Uh, Rogue Legacy I played a bunch of and really liked. But after a while, I just stopped playing it. The same with Dead Cells uh, and games like that. Um but this one, I like, even when it was absolutely kicking my ass, which it did multiple times, I just kept on going back in for more yeah. because it managed to fix the problem of dying, disappointing, and yeah, disappointment yeah. in dying. Because when you Everything, die, it's like you, you almost look like, forward to dying sometimes to go back. Yes, because you're like, speech, okay, to get the speech. That, yeah. To, to get more Checks. conversation um, elements, the more story elements out of the other characters, to get more dialogue and whatnot. But also because it's like, okay, that run's over. My next run, I'm going to pick a different weapon. I'm going to get different boons. It's going to be yeah, a completely gonna, different place. I'm going to run this strategy gonna, because maybe that actually gives me, you know, X, Y, and Z. But then you, but you can't even plan that. I was going to say boons you're going to get. I like so so much about it is you can't plan too far ahead because you don't know what you're going to get. No. You don't know what boons you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. It you forces can hope you to You've also got a bunch of boons that you go, right, That's the, like, if I get this and this, then I know I'm, I'm, I'm on for a good one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And as soon as you, if like, I get, within um, the first two or three rooms, you know if you're on a good run. Yeah. 
if I get the Athena boon, that means that I get a yeah. deflect when I dodge, and I also get the Dionysus boon, that means that my attack does damage over time. I'm golden. This is mm. going to be a good run. Yeah, you zip around, uh, but maybe just, it doesn't, and then yeah. you get a completely different like, and then suddenly you're you're working with completely different boons and a different weapon that perhaps you're not particularly comfortable with yet, and then the playstyle changes completely. And some of the most this interesting runs I had was like my first run through with a new weapon and yeah. boons that I'd never used before, yeah. and, and that it's one of those phenomenal. It's one of those feel overwhelmed. It's one yeah. of those games as well where. You can't stop thinking about it. You you go away. You finish playing. You're at work, and you just think. You're constantly thinking. Oh, why if I get this boon and then this boon, or oh, I wonder what's going to happen next, and or if I get if enough I get shards upgrade, or whatever, and I can upgrade yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I um yeah. Or how can I get through X amount of bosses to get those the uh, what was it the tit- I can't remember what they called now the blood. Um, Titan uh, blood, Titan blood, yeah. And then, yeah. like, what do I spend that on? Do I just dump it all into one weapon that I really like, or yep. you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's just like, it's yeah. Just and then ending. when you, and then you've you got a few clears under your belt, yeah. and then you're like, okay, so which, uh, in what ways, which of these like um, debuffs, I guess you'd call them, mm. the, these options you can pick to make the run through harder? Do I pick in order to go through and get more boons to have the run go through? And then you finally get like your 10th clear and you get the quote unquote proper ending of the game. But then yeah. it doesn't end then either because no. the game carries on and you get more dialogue options every time you go back to Hades. And oh my God, it's so good. And that soundtrack is yeah. incredible. Banging. It's the. Um, I've loved every game that I've played by um, the studios completely escaped my. Super Giant. Like, Super, Super giant. giant games. I didn't play um, the fantasy basketball game. Oh, that's um, good. That's good. It, that's probably one I, of their only real missteps. But even so, that even so, the writing in that is you can yeah. see where they took the writing from that and then turned it into Hades. Like they, they yeah. just started to kind of get their really get settled but, on their kind of writing and and their kind of narr- uh, their kind of feel. Yeah, right. I played um, Bastion and loved it. That's a really, really good, tight twin stick shooter. I really, really liked uh, Transistor, Transistor. um, uh, but Hades is just—it's—it's just on another level. And I'm so glad that it's been such a like commercial success for them as well. It did huge numbers when it was on Steam, uh, not Steam, on Epic Game Store. Um, I don't know if it's on Steam yet. It is, Uh, but. But then it came to console, um, only Switch originally, mm. and did just absolutely bonkers Monster numbers on the Switch. Yeah. And then since come to other consoles as well, and was went. It's on. I don't know if it was on Game. Yeah, it is on Game Pass on Xbox. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it sold well there and sold well on PlayStation as well. And it's. I'm so glad that so many people have got a chance to to play this game because it's just it an all time classic. Fantastic! It's so good. Yeah, man, I know. Imagine being that would have been just like just knocking that out of the park and seeing the reception to it, and then just like yeah. Honestly, in in another year, in any other year, would have been my number one. Mm. In any other year, the the other Um, thing is you can go and watch them make the game over on NoClip. No, no NoClip. Their first sort of they they gave them video cameras for twelve months I think and popped mm-hmm. in every now and then to do interviews and stuff and the making of that I game is 
is sort of boiled down into I can't remember how many like hour long episodes which is uh, sort of Noclip's first big sort of project and then it gets derailed a bit by COVID at the end which is absolutely crazy um, yeah. but yeah no uh, and, and now after talking about it I bet all you, all you want to do now is jump back into it yes. I've got it's you. such a good game I really really do because even wanna, if I've completed just... that game and I've gone through everything just the way that game feels like yeah. Is incredible, and I just mm. want to. I just want to feel that over it's, and over and over it's again. It's dangerous, man. Yeah. It's really, really dangerous. The number of times when I was playing it, I'd look up and it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I was like, mm. "Where did that one? I've got work in the morning, but one more run." Yeah, man. Um, it's, I haven't man. found that in a long time, but yeah, no. incredible game. No, Andy, you've got to play it, man. You oh, will I love it. it. It's I think so it's good. on PS4, isn't it? I think it's about. It's on everything now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. you can get it on toasters now. Like, yeah, but if you've got um, you've got an Xbox, haven't you? Like, you can, um, if you do end up selling out Game Pass, and it's on there as well. I yeah. think I think it's still on Game Pass. Man, what a game! What okay. a game! Speaking of incredible games, um, here is from the future Adam with his number three game that he played in 2021. <laughs> And so the the doctors said that both of my feet are haunted, so um, might have to get them exercised. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> your number three game that you played in twenty twenty one. What is it, Adam? It is somewhat related to spirits, sort of actually. Psychonauts <laughs> uh, okay. two. Um, oh, okay. So I am denied for a long time about this one because I actually played both Psychonauts games this year and beat both of them. And I would say Psychonauts 1 might have the better like highs, but Psychonauts 2 is consistently better and slightly more polished because it's a more modern game. Um, but yeah, basically, for people that don't know, Psychonauts 2 is a adventure platform game centered around a young guy called Raz who can like jump into people's minds and kind of it's not like jumping into minds for the sake of jumping into minds it kind of actually very delicately between the two games does like navigate the world of mental health pretty well in a weird way um mm -hmm. kind of each person you go in does have whether it's like somebody having daddy issues like Raz himself or somebody having like performance anxiety or somebody being depressed it kind of in amongst the zany story it does very like delicately also handle mental health issues um i kind of like that it's different for a game different for a mainstream game it was on game pass so it got a lot of coverage this year um mm -hmm. yeah really enjoyed it good weird psychic powers funny sense like it's double fine so it's got that double fine sense of humor um, if you've played any of their other games, you know what you're going to expect. But yeah, really good game. Definitely recommended. Takes like 12 hours to beat. Uh, they refined a lot of stuff. Like they made some of the fast travel stuff better. Made the world a little bit less annoying to navigate. Um, and lots of cool levels. Just really cool like highlights. Jumping in and out of mines and stuff. And being a member of this psychic agency called the Psychonauts. So yeah, really cool game. Um, if you have a two-phobia like dentist stuff there's kind of a gross level at the beginning of it which might be hard to stomach <laughs> uh, so yeah a bit of a content warning for you there oh there's not like drilling 
or no. something, is there? Uh, you basically are like in from. I think you're inside somebody's mouth, kind of, and you're jumping up and down on teeth that are moving in and out of gums. Oh, okay. Uh, and they look pretty good, like realistic. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've never played uh, either of the Psychonauts games. Um, but they're both on Game Pass, so I probably should rectify that because I I do like Double Fine. Um, even their misses are interesting. Yeah. I, even like something like Broken Age. Yep. Um, was kind of interesting, even though I didn't really like it that much. It would. It, I, I'm still glad I played it. Yeah, that's what um, I have to go back to. I never finished Broken Age. Yeah. Uh, but I remember um, one of the things that people used to complain about the um, first Psychonauts is that it's it's a really, really interesting premise and it's a clever game, but the actual 3D, like the actual platforming felt bad or not didn't feel great. Does it, Have they fixed that in the second one? Does it feel better to play? Yes, it's still... I don't know. I didn't feel that... I was surprised at how well Psychonauts, the first one, felt to play. I was expecting it to be clunky, like a way, like, I don't know, the original Banjo-Kazooie is, and it's a little bit above that, because I guess it's a one generation removed from that. I'd say, yeah, they refined stuff. They figured out how to easily switch between the powers, and they also help you in a way. So there's a power-up that's like a balloon so you can kind of hover to platforms and there's another thing that's like a bouncy ball so you can jump higher. So it kind of through the powers makes the game easier so that they don't have to be quite as, like, the platforming doesn't have to work on a Mario level of, like, detail and precision. Um, so yeah. I think it's good. Mm. Enough. Good. And also, kind of the way the tasks are broken up, you could play it somewhat like a good for a lapsed gamer. Like you do a few objectives and then kind of put it down for a bit, and when real life takes over, um, yeah, kind of move on from there. Hmm. Well, they're both on. Um, I think they're both on Game Pass, and it probably will be for the foreseeable at least, because Microsoft's own Double Fine. Yeah, so, I think um, most of that stuff's just going to stay. The only stuff that they seem to be removing is things where licenses have expired, like so Forza, some of those car licenses expire, so they take the older Forza yeah. games down, but um, and then music, sometimes they'll change the music, but there's no licensed music in this, in those like a no, Psychonauts no. type, so yeah, you'd imagine they'll be there until such time as Double Fine is not part of Xbox, which won't happen anytime soon. Hmm. Well, I'll um, yeah, I'll definitely get on those and play them. Okay, they're not very long either. I don't think. No, so. um, the first one I beat in like eight hours or something, and the second one maybe like twelve. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, for sure. I'll add those to my list of games to play in the new year. Then maybe they'll be on my uh, game of the year list in twenty twenty two. Who knows? knows? Who knows? Wow, yeah. what a game! Left field shouts, but can't <laughs> argue with him. What an incredible yeah. game from Adam's shit. number three. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that draws to a close part one. I was going to say, our, is that uh, part one gone? This is part one of our, yeah, this is the end of part one of our Laps Gamer Game of the Year 2021 Excellent. extravaganza. Um, join us in the next episode join for us. our top twos mm. and our honorable mentions on our worst games. Uh, yeah. Um, nice. 
that'll be coming out after Christmas. Have a have a wonderful Christmas, uh, and we'll Christmas. join. We'll come back. We'll join you again in the little no, no man's land between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> um, we'll walk from Ava Trench. At point of recording, I received my first Christmas card uh, oh. from from Gur. So, oh, nice. thank you very much, Gur. Um, thank you, what man. A nice man. He is a nice man. Do you know what? He messages me. He texts me uh, uh, on every Jewish high holiday. Oh. And 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 gives a traditional greeting in Hebrew. No, I don't speak Hebrew, but it's very nice of him to. Say. <laughs> That's above and beyond. That is that is extra. That's he beautiful. Google Good he lad. Google translates. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I know enough to understand what he's saying. Um, so yeah, Gary is a very sweet man. All the all you know, all of the guys over here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They are. Um, so go and listen to that podcast. Uh, but yeah, we'll join you back uh, after Christmas for um, the conclusion of this uh, this complete debacle. Peace out. Um, peace and yeah. love. Peace and love. Peace, peace and love. love. Peace and love. I am warning you with peace and peace love. And love. I will not reply. Do <laughs> not send. <laughs> Do not send. <laughs> and, uh, so, and uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> and now... Um, your host for this evening, the Bowling Rolling Stones. <laughs> and now, your host for the evening, Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. Ta-ra. Bye. 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 So long.